Two guys who love talking about a game within a game in association with Fantasy Football Scout. I'm Peterson. I'm Andrew. And this is FPL SciNet. Hello, managers. Welcome back to the FPL Sunday podcast. We are recording this on transfer deadline day, Thursday. February the 1st, and as always, I'm joined by my man Andrew, who always shares his leaks, along with tomatoes, lettuce, and other fresh produce from his garden with the FPL community. Andrew, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Good. It's been a while. It's been too long, and that's, uh, yeah, apologies for that. I was I was away, and then you were sick, and we kind of haven't recorded in a while because of that, but we're back now. Yeah, we're back after the world's longest game week, and then that is... We're sort of recording sort of mid-game week. We're like two-thirds of the way through. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, at least like three-quarters of the way through. Mm. Oh, we will touch to on go. your side in a sec because you have had a bit of joy, especially with this morning's games with the Man City win. But um, before we get to that, uh, yeah, it was a – actually, no, let's get to that now. I want to talk about your side right now while we're thinking about it. All right. So – Tell us who you cheekily put the armband on this game week. Um, I captained Alvarez, mm. which was pretty good. The birthday was, boy. Um, yeah, and I didn't know it was his birthday until after the deadline, so I can't, I can't claim that was part of the thinking. But I, e- I think ex birthday very high. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, no, I um, I think last time we recorded, which must have been a couple of weeks ago now, I said that my armband was on Alvarez. Alvarez. Um, the thinking behind it was at the time that um, I didn't think Harlan would start. So just having the Man City striker who's on pens just seemed like a good idea. Um, and I did waver a little bit in the last couple of weeks and the, for a few days before deadline. But in the end, I just decided to keep it on Alvarez. I just, I was, I was confident that um. I was confident that he would get at least sort of a 70 minutes. Yeah. Um, I was kind of hopeful that he'd get like a penalty or something or, um, you know, I, you know, I just thought 70 minutes at striker home to Burnley was probably enough for the captaincy. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to change it and then regret it. So I thought I'd probably be less upset if I left it on him and he blanked than if I'd moved it off him and then he hauled. So I decided to leave it on him and yeah, it worked out. I, I, I did think that, um, you know, KDB, uh, probably would go off for Haaland. So I thought that Alvarez would probably stay on the field for the majority of the game, even if the whole game wasn't going to be at striker. So, yeah, I, ultimately I decided to captain him and it, it worked out really well. I've, I've got to say, it's probably pretty lucky. I looked at his um, at his scores and he's only had one other double-digit haul all season. So, um, you know, it's pretty fortunate that he got two goals the one week that I've captained him. Mm, capturing the lightning in a bottle. But what, what's your score at the moment as things stand? Uh, so I'm on 61. I've got Bowen and Ariola to come tomorrow morning, our time. Um, so, um, yeah, a couple more players to go. But, yeah, so I've, my rank is currently at 334K. Um, so I'm up, I think, about 160, 150K this week, um, which is... 
Yeah, and that's actually my um, highest rank of the season so far. I, I previously peaked, I think, in game week nine at about 380K. So um, three weeks ago, things were looking pretty grim for me. I dropped down well over 700K, I think. Um, but yeah, I've had a, three green arrows in a row, so heading in the right direction. Mm, just like M people moving on up. So yeah, some um, some other good good scores there. So you've had Richarlison for quite a while, yep. and he just keeps keeps delivering the goods. Yeah, yeah, he's been he's been a bit of a superstar for me. I had him, um, I've had him for maybe five or six weeks now, and he's scored literally every game except for one. So mm. yeah, I got um, yeah, so I got points from him. I got points from Saka. Finally, finally returned. Mm-hmm. Um, Watkins and yeah, Foden is the other one that. That returned for me this week. I brought in um, Foden for Salah, so oh, yeah. um, I was happy enough with the six points. Um, yeah, so you know I'm always happy when the player I bring in actually returns something. So um, yeah, pretty good week so far. The only thing, the only downer really is that I just cannot buy a return in defence. Like I've got <laughs> um, blanks across the board in defence, but I think that's pretty pretty much a common story across a lot of people. Yeah, one of, one of those games where, like the Gabe, Gabriel losing that clean sheet really late. <laughs> yeah, frustrating. That was annoying. That was annoying. Although I think that um, I think that that actually increased the bonus points for Saka. So I think I only lost like two points from losing a clean sheet because I think Saka went from like one bonus to three. So yeah. um, it wasn't as bad as you know initially it seemed but um yeah yeah i felt sorry for people with double double arsenal defense that's for sure There's still quite a few people out there that have got that <laughs> well yeah got a great game week so far 61 points nice juicy green and hopefully even bigger on the back of tomorrow morning's fixtures to round off the um the game week 22 so i'm currently on 49 points which just sees me on a tiny red arrow it's about 12k or 13k red arrow at the moment but mm-hmm. Um, that's the last few weeks. I think I've had two green arrows back to back, and it's the first time all season heading into game week 22 that I've had back to back green arrows. So, um, the struggle is real this season, and yep. the things got even worse this morning while I was watching Liverpool Chelsea, watching um, Darwin Nunez put on an absolute masterclass. It was a record breaking performance, record breaking performance, hitting the post four times. And missing a penalty. <laughs> yeah. As soon as but, I, I mean, saw be, him, as soon to as be I fair, saw like one of those shots was a pretty good um, shot that got saved onto the post. It was. Yeah, Petrovic yeah. made it made a, a pretty good save. Yeah, yeah. But I was really relieved when they got that when they got the penalty, and I saw McAllister holding the ball. I thought, oh, that's good because I did, in my head I was like, if Darwin has this, he's gonna miss. Yeah. And I started doing things, and I was listening li- listening on the AirPods, and I turned around, and then you know I heard. The commentator said, "Oh, and you know, Nunez has the ball now." Uh, I knew straight away what was going to happen. And I think Klopp even couldn't look. Yeah, I think Klopp oh, really? turned his back. He could he could Oof. barely watch it. And yeah, I was just like, "That is that is Darwin." Um, oh, I look. I know that he's never missed a penalty before, but like McAllister is just the best, one of the best penalty takers I've ever seen. Yeah, um, I was really surprised he didn't take it. I wasn't that surprised just because I feel like maybe Klopp just wants to get Darwin in the habit of scoring and just like you're the main you're the main man, you know, you can take the pens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I nearly cost him today, that's for sure. I wonder if do you think do you think Darwin gets one more chance on pens before or do you think McAllister takes the nah, next one? I think I think that was his chance. So Yeah. 
I'm just thinking back to the game uh, against Newcastle a few weeks ago where Salah missed that first pen. Yeah. And then he took the second one later in the game, which was actually a pretty like high pressure penalty. It was. Yeah. Um, so I mean, and that and that's another one where Klopp couldn't look. He was he he faced away from uh, yeah, he had his back turned to that one. So maybe maybe Klopp's attitude is you get another go, you get two chances, and then if you miss two in a row, then um yeah, maybe you'll take him off Darwin at that point. Although oh. I think you know, Salah's built up a lot more credits in the bank than obviously Darwin has. <laughs> I was going to say, I think, yeah, Salah could get away with it. <laughs> yeah. Darwin, exactly. Darwin, I mean, yeah. Salah's calling the shots on the field, let's face it. Uh, but, yeah, regarding my side, so, yeah, Dubravka in the goals with the three, yeah, Gabriel two points, Poro one, Ponza with one point, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I decided to bring in the curtains, Kevin, that you have trademarked him. Um, Kevin, so yeah, Kevin de Curtains. Kevin, Kevin de Curtains. So yeah, Salah made way for Kevin de Curtains. Um, I really fancied him this week. So yeah, bought, bought him in, did that. The armband was on Foden, so still got a return, which is nice. Saka yep. with the 10 points there. But yeah, I, I played Palmer and Pascal Gross, who both did nothing, Darwin nothing, and Watkins with the consolation goal there against Newcastle, which it was a bit annoying losing the Newcastle clean sheet with Dubravka, but at least it was Watkins getting the goal. So it was like, ah, it's not so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you probably it. lost more than you gained given Watkins' ownership. Yeah, 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 pot- potentially there. But, yeah, my decision this week was to bench big game Dom, the cherry bomb Solanke. So oh. I'm going to be a nervous watch tomorrow because I'm done now. So I'm done for the game week. Yeah. But, yeah, the tomorrow morning's games will obviously affect my red arrow even more. So hopefully Solanke does not punish me. But considering how my season has gone – I'm fully expecting a Solanke double tomorrow morning. <laughs> maybe maybe Solanke will get like an own goal and then a yellow card or something, like a Darwin-esque performance, and you'll be glad that you benched him. Oh, I, I certainly I, hope so. I don't have him. I don't even think Darwin could out-Darwin himself with what he did today. No, no that was... That was uh, yeah, that was epic what he managed today. That was amazing. Was it um, Jan Bednarek who got like the lowest registered score ever? Like yes, in, I think in one of those like nine mil games? Seven. Yeah. He got minus seven because he got an own goal and then conceded nine or something yeah. along those lines. Yeah, I think, yeah, own yeah. goal, got a red card and then still copped all because the... Because when you, you get a red card, on... you cop all the goals still. Correct, yeah. Mm. That, that record will never be broken. You've got to be a defender, surely, to um to get a score like that. Yeah, true, probably, but I'm sure yeah. Darwin is um, up for the challenge there. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to, t- to touch on, so we had um, a mini FPL Melbourne meets last week. So I was going to talk about this on the show on Monday, but we didn't record on Monday because I was sick. But, yeah, so we had the um, fantastic Mira in town. She was here for the tennis. So um, she she loves her tennis. So she came yeah. down for the semifinals and, um, we'd organised a bit of a, a pub catch up with um, a few others. So we had um, Chazza, Chaz Roberts from the FPL Addicts podcast, um, who is just an amazing person. And we also had Mark um, FPL Link. So he, he's one of our Melbourne FPL guys. And he even travelled up to the Sydney one last year as well. So um, yep. Mark, Mark's a good guy. He's a very funny human. So um, it was it was nice to catch up with them. But um, yeah, Paul Mira, they released the Australian Open schedule like the day before we were supposed to catch up. And they put no- Novak Djokovic semifinal on like earlier in the afternoon. In the afternoon, yeah. 
And so she was like, oh, no, they've moved the game. And, like, then she wasn't sure if she was going to make it because if the game went to, like, five sets, there was no way she was going to make the pub. But I think that game against Sinner only went to four sets. So yeah. luckily she it was did, able... It did run overtime a little bit, though. Yeah, a little bit, game, but so. not as bad. So, yeah, she was sort of... Because where we were meeting up was right near Rod Laver Arena. So she was able to duck out, meet us at the pub for, like, an hour and a half. And then... She went back to the tennis and myself and Mark, we went to the A-League game and, and Chazza, Chazza went out to to rip up the, the streets of, of Melbourne that night. So, um, yeah, it was great. So we were all just, you know, all chatting tactics and chip strategies and, and yep. having good and laugh. All, and all four of you have got the same chip strategy now. Is that right? <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, we all, all had different different uh, agendas and stuff. And we also like talking about our benching headaches that we had heading into game week 22, because yep. Mira famously benched uh, Cole Palmer in that Luton game when he got the, the two goals. The 18 and pointer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. But yeah, it was really good just to, you know, really nerd out with some FPL with some, some really good people. Yep. Sounds good. And uh, did they convince you to change what you were doing, the direction you're going in for your team? They had a bit of a laugh. So my my thought at the time was to bench boost in game week 25 because yep. I keep looking at game week 25 and I'll probably uh, I'll, we'll touch on this now actually. And looking at game week 25, there's quite a few benching headaches for me. And I was sort of thinking, well, I really don't like the bench boost chip. I just yeah. want to have fun. Maybe I'll just use it then because I'd rather not wildcard into a bench boost site. Because yeah, I mean, there's some value in getting rid of it before the wild card because that then then you can sort of have a couple of really cheap, um, like you know, bench fodder players on your wild card. Yes. Really, just have like one solid bench option, not not spread the fun so much, right? Yeah. The issue with that is we still haven't had confirmation about Liverpool's double in game week 25, and the longer it goes, yeah, the more I'm wavering from it. Are you starting to worry? A little bit because I can't see a reason why they haven't announced it yet. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking the same thing. And there, there is a precedent for them not um, – like the reason why Ben Crellin was so confident that it was going to go into game week 25 is that Liverpool have got that many – they're in that many competitions that there's no guarantee that there'll be another free midweek to make up that game. Yeah. Um, but there was a previous incident, I think, with Man United where the Premier League didn't think that far ahead and they got themselves into the same pickle. And we ended up with a triple game week for Man United a few years back. Um, I think I I think I triple captain Mason Greenwood and he, he played in all three games in the triple game week. So oh, yeah. it is possible that they um that they're just not particularly not as good forward planners as Ben Crellin and they just won't move it and then they'll just try to figure it out later. Yeah, poss- possibly, but yeah. Um, As you say, like, there's no reason why they wouldn't have announced it by now. Like, that's mm. that's the strange thing. Like, they've already officially announced the Man City one in the same game week. There's no further information that they need to wait for to announce this one. Like, why mm. haven't they done it? Yeah, I suppose the other hiccup for me, considering if I was to bench boost in 25, which I actually really want to do, it's mm. that I would I would try to capitalise on obviously the city and the Liverpool players, but that sort of handicaps me with game week 26 with the blank. And I'm not adverse to playing my free hit in the, 
in that game week to to get around it because I think there's you know there's some sense in keeping those those players that you know like Spurs players that blank in 26 and and Liverpool players who have good fixtures after that yeah and Chelsea players as well yeah Chelsea players too but yeah I, I wouldn't really want to load up on Chelsea they cause me enough heartache in real life <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that's true um, but Cole Palm is not someone that you know that we're really keen to get rid of anytime soon. Exactly. For example, yeah, I think he's a, he's a, he's a keeper for me. And then, you know, like you've been basking in the the Richarlison points, but I'm sort of at the the point of where I've got Poro. I'd love to have Richarlison, but yeah, until I'm fully committed to what my chip strategy is, I'm not going to buy a player who's going to blank in 26 because yeah, it sort of forces my hand one way or another. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. You need to if you decide to free hit um, in 26, then you can bring in Richarlison without too many worries, right? Yeah, that's right. But you don't want to do that until you've really 100% decided what you're going to do. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one. Because, I mean, 29 is is the headache too because there's just so many blanks. But I suppose you could try and dead end your side into 29, but... yeah. It might not be worth I it. I, yeah, I, I'm just looking at 29 as a, just a like a painful, a horrible, painful week that I'm just going to almost sacrifice. Mm. Um, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. We don't know yet what all the blank fixtures are going to be, but at this stage, by the looks of it, there's going to be a lot of blank fixtures. And there's not going to be very many attractive fixtures left. So, you know, is it even worth using a chip there? Um, is there much upside in, for example, using a free... Um, a free hit and then not actually having that many good players to choose from in that week. Yeah. Um, are we better off just going into the week with like seven players and then just taking a bit of pain and then holding onto our chips? I don't know. Yeah. But, um, I, I haven't decided that for my own team. That's for sure. Also, there's like the agenda of completing the FA Cup fixtures that were in draws over. Yeah. Last weekend, so they'll get played. There was an annoyingly large number of draws. Yeah, so they'll get played next week. So we'll have more knowledge, yeah. you know, in a week or so um, once those yeah. fixtures get done. Because yeah, you know, Villa, Chelsea, there's there's quite a few permutations there regarding. Hopefully, you'd think that by the time those replays are done, the Liverpool double game week, if it is to happen, will definitely be announced by then. So hopefully, by that point, we'll have a lot more information. Yeah, yeah, you, you might hope so. Yeah. What about so, yourself? Have you sort of been thinking a bit more about your chip strategy? Yeah, I have. I've, I've been tinkering around with my team um, a little bit in FPL.team um, just to, you know, forward plan some of those weeks. And the thing, the thing I've kind of um, realized about my side is that, um, you know, assuming that double game week 25 goes ahead, if I'm looking at this at my current side for double game week or for, for game week 25, um, it looks really good. Um, yeah. Like I, all of my players have got really, really good fixtures. Mm. And so I'm, I'm starting to think to myself, well, do I actually want to get in Liverpool players for double game week 25? If it means I'm going to be dropping a single game week player with a really good fixture and dropping a player who is, has a fixture in 26 for a player that doesn't. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Like, if I get in a Liverpool player that doubles, they're not they're going to have that blank in twenty six. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the other thing, the other, the other, the other thing that I've almost that seems to have emerged over the last few days is 
the possibility that there might not be even that many Liverpool players that start both games in the double anyway. Yeah. If you think about all of like the key assets, you've got Salah who may or who may be just coming back from a hamstring injury. So is he is he going to start both games in a double and then a few days later play the League Cup the final? The League Cup like, final, yeah. That seems a bit doubtful. And then when you look at all of the um like the depth that they've got in their attacking positions, they've got Darwin, Diaz, Jota, Gakpo, um, as well as Salah. Like, is there any need for Klopp to start um, any of those players in two out of two? Like, you can um, you can see, you can see him starting um, all of all of his players in like two out of the three if you include the League Cup final. Yeah. So, and then the other, the other, the other thing that's sort of changed in the last couple of days is the emergence of Connor Bradley. So, you know, can we even rely on Trent Alexander Arnold starting both of those games mm. in double game week twenty five? Like Klopp knows that he can trust Connor Bradley at right back now. So that's another player that previously I would have thought would be nailed for both games in twenty five that maybe isn't anymore. Yeah. Um, right. At left back, you've got Robertson, but Gomez can fill in there, like. Is there anyone that you can, apart from like Van Dyke and Allison, like is there anyone in that team that you can say one hundred percent they're going to start both of those games in the double? Yeah, yeah, I think. Oh, yeah, you, you touch on that. Yeah, Allison, yes, Van Dyke, yes. The others, mm, I mean, they're probably yeah. a feature, but yeah, for sure. Like I, I can imagine most of them getting sort of one start and then like thirty minutes in the other one. Um, and there's probably is going to be one or two that start both but I I wouldn't know you, you know I don't think we're going to know that in advance you know whether Diaz plays both or Jota plays both or Darwin mm. plays both I just don't think we could have confidence in that going into the game week yeah I mean I think if we go on a form then I think player like Jota is still great for the double game week even if he doesn't play 90 which yeah. I wouldn't expect yeah. him to play two sets of 90 minutes anyway but yeah, he's the type of player that, unlike Darwin, just needs one chance and can put the ball yeah. in the net. Whereas Darwin could play 180 minutes and come away with maybe one goal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jota's the kind of player he could play like 70 and 30. Yeah. Um, or he could play 60 and 60 or, you know, 65 and 65. But yeah, 180 minutes is out of the question. But as you say, he doesn't need probably much more than. Um, you know, 130 minutes in the double to be a very worthwhile um, player to start yeah. and maybe even like a, a captaincy option depending on um, how Harlan's looking at the time. I, I think I think Salah's going to dictate a lot of it. So that I saw, I think the Anfield rap um, posted a photo on Twitter today that Mo was back training. Yeah. So there was a photo of him running at Anfield. So was he uh, on the grass? He was on the grass. <laughs> That's the first step. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that that is a good sign, but um, I mean, I, I doubt game week twenty three is is going to be way too early. But there was a lot of sort of congestion in the community that now that Egypt has been knocked out, would Salah's emergence sort of happened a little bit earlier than what was originally projected. Yeah, I don't know. Do you, I don't know if I buy that. Like, I think that the Egyptian national side is very important to Salah. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. I'm not I, doubting I don't think. All. Yeah, I don't think Salah would be someone that, um, that you know, agreed to fly home to Liverpool early if there was any chance of him, you know, playing another game in the, in the AFCON. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But I just get the vibe that, um, you know, he, he, that AFCON loss uh, four years ago or two years ago, whenever it was, um, when they lost to Senegal in the final, like that seemed to hurt him a lot. And I, yeah. Yeah. I think he was, he was pretty keen to play this AFCON and have a good tournament. And, you know, he, you know, I think he's pretty committed to the Egyptian team. So, mm. yeah. I, I don't know. I don't, I'm, I don't really buy into the conspiracy theories with that one. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, just coming full circle back to um, your chip planning, are you still thinking you're going to hold most of them until later in the season, or are you waiting to see yeah, how, chip, how yeah. everything falls uh, at the moment? What I yeah, I think I think I still really like the idea of using my triple captain in in 25. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hopeful that by 25, I can feel confident that Harlan's going to start both of those games, and yeah, um, I'll probably chuck the triple captain on him. Um, I'm not. I'm not so confident in triple captaining Salah as I was before the injury. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as I said, even some of those other Liverpool options, um, like, you know, Trent in the past has been an outside kind of consideration for triple captain. I don't know if I'd be confident doing that anymore, given that Connor Bradley can take minutes off him or even a start off him. So, yeah, I think 25, I still like the triple captainship, but it's sort of pending how Haaland and the Liverpool players look around that time. And then I think, as I said, I'd if I can, I'd like to muddle through 29 without using the free hit and then um, maybe try to use the free hit in 37 is what oh, I've got yeah. in my mind. The thing, what, I, what I'd like to do ideally is wild card in, I think, game week 31, um, just before the double game week in 34, and then I can um, bench boost in 34. Yeah. Um, and then if I've got the um, the free hit for 37, I could use that because my, my understanding is that the teams that double in 34 are going to be completely different to the teams that double in 37. Mm-hmm. So you almost, if yeah. you want to take advantage of both of those doubles, you almost need to have two completely si- uh, different sides for those doubles. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense to me to try to save one of the free hits for one of the doubles and then set up the other double with a, with a um, wild card. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I'd like to do. So that, but in order to do that, I've got to take some pain in 29 and muddle through with maybe set, six or seven players, not an ideal team for that week. Mm. Um, and yeah, and as I said, like game week, my, my team looks pretty good for um, game week 25, um, even though I don't have any Liverpool players like my other single game week players, um, you know, look, have good fixtures. So I'm hopeful that I can get through 25 okay, even though other people are going to be, um, you know, maybe, yeah, I, I don't know if other people are going to be using chips around there or not, but um, that's sort of just what I'm thinking at the moment. Triple triple captain in 25, get through 29 with some pain and then hopefully wild card in 31 leading into, because there's a, there's a good fixture swing in 31 um, and then that would lead nicely into the double game week in 34, maybe. Um, bench boost there and then free hit 37. So mm. and th- that's, that's a plan that could definitely change. But at this early stage, that's sort of where I'm leaning. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> like you said, you, you almost need like three separate sides to navigate all the different parts of the season. And that's yeah. where I, I just end up getting headaches. <laughs> Start yeah, looking well, around with my side. It's like, oh, I... no, that leads to that and that leads to that. And it's like dead end, yeah. dead end, dead end. <laughs> 
feel like I feel like you've got kind of 25, 26, you got 29, you got 34 and 37. Like there's two, there's more game weeks um where there's risk and opportunity than there are chips. So yeah. you just can't have you can't have the perfect side for all of those game weeks. You've got to pick which game weeks you're going to attack with chips and then pick which game weeks you're going to try to get through with minimal with minimizing damage. Yeah. Because you just you can't, yeah. Yeah. You can't um you can't have it all. No, you cannot um, have it all, unfortunately. But um, we'll touch on another topic that was sort of setting FPL Twitter alight the last few days, and that was the Kyle Walker um, Twitter, or Walkergate. What are they calling it? Walkergate? Yeah. Walkergate, Just yeah. throwing gate at the end of everything. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, I mean, it works well with the whole, like, the original gate was Watergate, right? So Walkergate yeah. works quite nicely. But it was actually Watergate. It wasn't like water and they just put gate at the end of it. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> I mean, you, when you're right, you're right. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, it, it was, I don't know, like it, it was pretty funny, wasn't it? Like it was, it was, ex- I, I tell you what, I found it extremely funny that a few people sort of got caught with their pants down and just yeah. the, um, the sort of the how about is of coming out from a few people and the the denials and then the sort of the slow retractions and yeah uh, and I, I I thought it was I apologize very... for that. Can you hear my dog bark? Hello, doggy. What's your doggy's name? Simba. Simba. He's, Simba uh, would have he's... a better FPL rank than me this season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a uh, he's uh, been very calmly sitting at my feet until now when he decided that he um, needed to bark very loudly at. He's upset about Walker. He missed particular. out on the leaks. Yeah, I think I think he was. Yeah, I think he's blowing up at Mark from Fantasy um, from uh, Black Box. Um, he he doesn't believe he doesn't believe for one second uh, that uh, that denial from him. So I yeah. think he was just a bit fired up there. I did like the digging from a few people that found out that I think a couple of them had actually bought in Walker that game week. And yes. then benched him, and it was and like the explanation of, oh, no, I'm doing like long-term planning and stuff. And it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. There's... Doubling down, okay, I like it. <laughs> yeah, and then when they realised how ridiculous the explanation was, like slightly walking it back, but yeah. it's just, yeah, no. Um, as you say, like I was like pretend angry on Twitter, but ultimately I just thought the whole thing was quite funny. Yeah, like. Hundred percent. If I had insider information, I'm not telling anyone. <laughs> you reckon? I, think, I don't I, even, I think I don't I was... even tell one of my best mates Armit about the FPL deadlines because I want to beat him so bad in our mini league, and he actually forgot the deadline, and he's still kicking my ass this game. <laughs> yeah. See, that's different though because like he's your he's your direct rival. I, is, I would. Yeah, I, I love him, but I have you, to beat him. I would tell you if I found out that Walker um, had cheated on his wife with three different women and he was going to be benched because of it, I would definitely tell you. Yes. Yes. Okay. You don't believe me, do you? (laughs) I believe you. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's sort of murky waters when there's people in this space that, you know, try and make a living out of it, try and make dollars out of playing a game that's for free and sort of, you know, go on the back of trying to help people and then go against that in the end, I don't know. It's just, it's a bit of like, you can't, you, you can't have it both ways. Yeah, that's true. I mean, to be fair though, like if you, if you received some sensitive information, then you probably would act on it. And if you felt like it kind of wasn't your information to share, 
then maybe you would be reluctant to like then go out and tell your hundred thousand followers what you knew. Um, so I, they, I guess they were in a bit of a tough spot to a certain degree. But they still acted on the information. They, yeah, but you would, wouldn't you? <laughs> you, you? You wouldn't go, oh, I won't tell my followers slash competitors because we're all competing against each other. I won't tell them about it. But just to be fair, I also won't act on it. Like I'll start the player that I know is not going to play. Like you wouldn't do that. Yeah, if you knew I, he wasn't going to play, like surely you would have done some bench wankery, and so that there's no no hint to that you you're involved. Like there's if you guess, knew 100 yeah, percent he wasn't risk, playing. But no, the risk is that Walker comes on for 10 minutes. He's benched, but he's not. You know, I mean, it turned out that he played zero minutes, but they didn't know that. Mm. You know, there was rumors that he didn't even travel to Burnley, and then he was on the bench. So obviously he did. So at that point, they probably didn't know. So they wouldn't. They weren't going to start him and then copper potentially copper one pointer, um, just to I don't know save their reputation. Or, I don't know. I, I I can sort of see how it happened. Yeah, um, doesn't ma- it doesn't make it any less funny. Are you upset that we're not part of this super elite chat group? Um, I'm not should we start one? To be honest, should we start we one should. just us two? <laughs> The problem is though we have we have no Any information leaks? to share. We have no information to share. <laughs> so <have> no leaks. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I don't know how active that chat would be. All right. Well, uh, Pete yeah. Andrews leaks. We 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 might do that, folks. We might set up our own Uber secretive um, FPL chat group and uh, get everyone involved. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, if anyone wants to send us some sensitive leaks, oh yeah, send week, away. Please do, and then. Yeah. Um, and then we'll see how we'll see how we react to it. We'll see yeah. what we do. Well, I'm I could I'd hundred percent be the biggest hypocrite in the world. I would definitely hold on to that secret information. I'll, yeah, I'll take those secrets to the grave, people. <laughs> yeah, me too. Like, and who's going to call us out on it? Who like my my six hundred followers are not going to call me out on it. <laughs> uh, if if pure Bodhi, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I am an FPL agent. <laughs> Ain't it wild? <laughs> oh, anyways, I think that's a good time than any to to take a break and um preview what we've got to come up in game week twenty three. Welcome back to the FPL Sunday podcast, and it's time to preview game week twenty three, which will be approaching us very fast this Saturday night. If you're here on the Eastern Seaboard in Australia at 10 p.m. is your FPL deadline. And kicking things off, Andrew, we've got the Richarlison Derby. Everton yes. versus Spurs. This this is gonna this could get spicy. Oh yeah. Are we gonna are we gonna see the pigeon celebration? Whoa. That'd so. be interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I'd no I'd love I, I'd love to see um Spurs get a pen um, just to confirm my suspicions that Richarlison is going to be on pens while Sun's not there. So um, that'd be good. That'd be good. But yeah, it should be a pretty spicy game. Yeah. No love lost between Richarlison and his old club, potentially. Yeah, but potentially. Although, yeah, who knows? Maybe he won over them after sort of, you know, really getting in more pace face in this morning's game. That might have, that that probably would have like made the, a lot of Everton fans smile. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I just 
it's like Richarlison strikes me as like quite a fiery character that would just sort of want to do well against his old team. So it'd be interesting yeah. to see. Yeah, I was um yeah, it was good to see Madison back. I was surprised he was gonna start considering he only came in in the FA Cup, but we have seen from Ange that once players are fit, they're basically straight in in the side. Yeah. Like we yeah, the same I mean, thing we saw with Van de Ven. Yeah, and we saw even with like Werner, like he started even though he'd been at the club for like two days. Yeah. So yeah, like I think according if, if Ange's his attitude is if they're available, then they're available. So um yeah, he seemed to have got he got through the game all right this morning. Um yeah. so yeah, I just assume he's just gonna be starting every game from now on until his next injury. Mm, we'll, we'll see how Pedro Porro comes up with, you know, losing his clean sheet as he tends to do most weeks. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Porro is, um, we don't have him for his clean sheets, do we? And the other thing is I'm not getting clean sheets from anyone else either. So, yeah. Can't, uh, yeah. So, I, I'm, yeah, I'm still pretty happy with Porro. Mm, yeah. He's doing good. But, yeah, Everton, I mean, they have been hard to score against, but surely we think that this Spurs side might be able to get a breakthrough. A good yeah, bar. yeah, it's gonna. Be, I mean, Everton are pretty. They're pretty solid at home, um, so I don't think it's. I don't think it's necessarily gonna be an easy win for Spurs. Um, I wouldn't be shocked to see Everton get something out of the game. That's for sure. Mm, um, following that, we've got we've got the derby that's not a derby. So Brighton against Crystal Palace, um, always a spicy affair. Always a draw. Yeah. Well, will Brighton score their first goal in four games? Oh, has it been four games since they've haven't scored? Well, they they had two nil all draws in their oh, own, wow. and I mean, I'm not, I'm including, pre- I'm only talking Premier League because yeah, because they had, they had like a five nil win in the cup, didn't they? Yeah, but in the Premier League, they had two nil all draws in a row, and then they got done four nil against Luton. So, mm, good um, point. Yeah, very strange little run for them, considering they scored in every other game this season until yeah. then. And conceding two goals against Luton in the first three minutes of a game. <laughs> Not ideal. Not ideal. Um, yeah, a little bit of a concern as an Estepinia owner. Um, you know, like he went off after 71 minutes in the previous game, and which I was happy, you know, I was happy for that, you know, given that it locked in the clean sheet. But then given that he was subbed at half time in this one, like is there something that he's doing that, Deserve not happy with, and should should we be concerned about his minutes moving forward? I don't think we should be concerned, but yeah, yeah, he hasn't been Basically, as involved as what you'd like to see. Yeah, I mean, he he's sort of been playing um, almost left centre back, hasn't he? As opposed to his normal kind of wing back kind of role, which yeah. isn't always a bad thing, you know. Like he got. Um, two bonus points doing that in the game week before it was mm. kind of like it was almost reminiscent of Luke Shaw like when yeah. Luke Shaw started playing centre back for Man United and everyone's like oh he's he's not as good an asset now but he was just getting he was getting more bonus points at centre back yeah. than he was Just-pass getting attack yeah exactly <laughs> so it's not all bad but yeah I never like to see one of my like I've got S opinion in my team I never like to see one of my players getting hauled off at halftime that's for sure Mm, yeah, I mean, the damage was, was already done by that stage. But, yeah, battle of the birds. But, you know, we've said that if Palace were to start turning their fortunes around, it basically relies on the shoulders of Elise and Eberiche Eze, and they yeah. both delivered in spades on the weekend. Or not the weekend, sorry, the, the last couple of days. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, they did, but they also kind of both came off with <laughs> niggly kind of injuries and they were played down at the end of the game, but they've only recently come back from injury. And, you know, is, is there a bit of a concern about their long-term fitness as well? Mm, they haven't actually... I, I can't remember what the stat was, but they actually haven't started that many games together this season. Yeah. Yeah. It would be like a handful of games that they've actually been on the pitch together. Yeah, they they do. It always seems to be one or the other that's not available. So, mm. yeah, I mean, Crystal Palace, you know, they're, they're, they're no chance of being relegated as long as at least one of those two players is available. But <laughs> um, without those two guys, they look like a, a horrible team. Yeah, yeah, there's not, not much to like there. But um, Burnley hosting Fulham. So um, Burnley almost entering the realms of must win at every single yeah. game now. And this yeah. is a game where they probably have to actually win. This is a game they would have circled in their calendar as a three-point. Like, you know, we need to get three points in this one, home mm. to Fulham. So I don't know. I, it's not yeah. really an FPL relevant game, though, is it? Burnley Fulham. No, they're no, not players not. that are I mean, targeting. Yeah, yeah, a few, a few people have got sort of Leno, goalie, goalkeeper, but yeah, not many, not many assets. But it is an interesting game, just in the context of the Premier League. Like True. it's a, it's a huge game for Burnley, and um, you know they do play a decent style of football, but they only have they they they're really only good enough to have success with that style of football against the lesser team. So maybe. Um, you know, they do tend to look quite good when they play at home against lesser teams. Mm. Um, so, you know, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised to see them get the three points here, to be honest. Okay. Um, Newcastle Luton. So I was a bit surprised by Newcastle's game at Villa. I was not expecting that type of performance. I was from, shocked. Uh, from Newcastle. And if you're a Shah owner, you are dancing in the streets. Two goals in a couple of minutes. Yeah. Like, Happy days. I saw it. I saw he did a Gabriel, of, but um, actually got the points. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I saw. I saw a couple of Shah owners with um him on the bench actually. Oh, so that was pretty brutal. And you know, can you really blame people for benching him? Like no one expected. Yeah, I was not expecting home. that. You wouldn't expect a clean sheet away from home against Villa, and you're not really expecting any goals from him, given that he hasn't really shown that attacking threat much this season. So yeah. you can see how if you had him, that you might actually make the unfortunate decision to bench him this week. But um, yeah, I mean, given that Villa are the best, like one of the best home teams and Newcastle, one of the worst away teams, it was just a complete inverse result to what I was expecting. So maybe that means that um, again, we'll get the inverse result to what we expected. It'll be Luton that absolutely tears them apart at uh, St. James's park. (laughs) Well, um, an Alfie Dowdy masterclass coming. (laughs) Yeah. The, the, he has been performing, um, no doubt about that. And yeah, at a bio getting the hat trick too. Um, I mean, his first Premier League hat trick, of course. But um, yeah, amazing. But I'm trying to trying to get his. Do you know his full name? He's a quiz for you. Absolutely not. Okay, so I saw FPL um, Twitter or or the Premier League. I can't remember which Twitter Twitter account it was, but they. Just released a photo of him with his full name. Um, his full name, stand by, Elijah Anuluwapu Oluwafarenimi Oluwatomi Oluwalana Oyomiku Layin Adebayo. 
That's I his think you nailed the you nailed the pronunciation. I butch- of I've as well probably done. butchered it. <laughs> yeah. I apologize to the Adebayo family. Yeah. <laughs> I should have actually practiced that and thought in my head. I should actually practice that beforehand. So what's that? One, uh, he, two, three, he, four, he, um, five, six, seven names. Did he run through that in that um, Premier League pronun- pronunciations video that they released a, a couple of months ago? <laughs> Maybe he did. <laughs> That was in the extended, like the director's cut that they yeah. didn't didn't make X. It's like the the Lord of the Rings trilogy, and then the Lord of the Rings director's cut uh, yeah. trilogy. But imagine if he had a lot of these names on his shirt. Like remember, um, back in uh at, in the Scotland, there was Van, uh, what is it, Hesselink of Venegor or whatever his name was, the the old Dutch striker. And he, yeah, the yeah. name on the shirt almost like just went. It's like, almost like a circle around his whole back. Yeah. <laughs> Alexander Arnold's bad enough. Let's yeah. Let, that should be the maximum allowed. Oh yeah, it looked like a film credit. All the names coming. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was uh, mildly interesting. And yeah, people probably tuning out right now. But yeah, he he was fantastic <laughs> with, with his tricks. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, Sheffield United uh, Villa. So. Watkins got a goal, which is fantastic because it's something he yep. has not been doing for a long time. But finally, finally, finally done a goal. A very poor performance from Villa against Newcastle at home. And Villa this season away from home haven't been as good. And they're going to Sheffield yep. United where their new Chilean striker, Ben Brereton Diaz, has hit the ground running. He scored in, yep. what was it, the first minute as well against Crystal Palace the other day. So, um, he has been really good um, since his debut in the Premier League. And I, it might not be the easiest game on paper that Villa probably thought it was going to be about a month yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Sheffield United still, they do give up a lot of yeah. chances, even at home. So, um, But yeah, I mean, I just don't think that Villa have been as good for the last, I don't know, month yeah. or even more. Something they just, yeah, they, they had a really hot start to the season. It was probably um, unexpected and potentially unsustainable. And maybe we're just seeing a, just a regression back to the kind of villa that we maybe expected. Um, yeah. You know, like they they got to they got to within um, within a game of leaving the Premier League not that long ago, which is obviously ridiculous overperformance for their squad. So maybe that's just a bit of regression to the mean that we're seeing that we need to get used to um, them maybe not being, you know, a top four, top six type side um, and maybe doing it a bit tougher against some of these lesser teams than they did Mm. earlier in the season. Yeah. Um, I still think Watkins is a great asset though. Yeah, I think it's it's still a really good... I mean, I know a lot of managers have sort of been wavering on him Heading into mm. game week twenty two, but now that he got it, got that goal against Newcastle, it probably you know he, settles the argument. I mean, he nearly he nearly scored a second goal a couple of minutes later. He was you know True. half a foot offside, mm. and then if that you know if if that's a if that goal kind of is allowed and it's three two, maybe we see a different finish. Like maybe Newcastle kind of start to panic a bit, and maybe you know Villa pile on more and more pressure mm. um, and end up getting a result. Um, so, you know, it was a bit of a sliding doors moment that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I still do think that Watkins is a really good FPL asset. He's, you know, I, I'm not really keen to get rid of him from my team anytime soon, but there's no one else really at Villa 
that I'm interested in anymore. Whereas earlier in the season, you know, there was multiple players. There was Diaby, there was Bailey, there was Douglas Louise, there was even, you know, Matty Cash and Moreno, Emmy Martinez. There was a lot of players we were interested in. And now uh, until their, their form improves for me, it's really just Watkins or nothing. Yeah, the the issue with Villa players is is that if you have them in your side, they're probably not a sell until you know exactly what you're doing in game week 26 because yeah. they've got the fixture against Forest at home, which, you know, considering yeah. it's a blank game week is a really good fixture to have and well, they, a, a pretty good one in the double game week 25 as well. They got Fulham, so. Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, they've got really good fixtures kind of um, just for the next little while. So mm. um, that's why there's, there's yeah, they've got Sheffield United. They've got Manchester United at home in game week 24, which I really don't think is a bad fixture. Yeah, not um, at home. Then, then they've got Fulham, Nottingham Forest, Luton. Um, then game week 28, they've got Tottenham at home. Like, that's not a bad fixture either. Like, um, so, yeah, they've just got good fixtures for the kind of medium term. So it's just, yeah, there's no real driver to get rid of Watkins unless he's your only route back to Harland, I suppose. Mm. Then we've got um, Bournemouth hosting Forest. So, I mean, we're still yet to see Bournemouth play in this current game week 22. So mm. a bit hard to, to make too much, um, you know, too much out of that. But, you know, all things considered, it's still a great game to, to hold on to your Solanke. He'll be yeah, going I mean, back into my starting eleven, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think that like Forest are pretty much pretty de- uh, decimated by Afcon at the moment, and they've you know they've got a few players coming back from injury, but they still got quite a few injuries as well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I I can almost see that as like a cheeky outside captain shout if for slanky owners. Yeah. Um, it'd be hard to imagine him not getting some sort of return out of that game. Yeah, it will be interesting, and yeah, Ch- Chelsea hosting Wolves. Um, yeah, Chelsea were pathetic. I think pathetic is the right word to use <laughs> against Liverpool this morning. Um, and I'm not exactly confident coming up against Wolves. They've, they've been a bit of a, a bogey side for Chelsea the last few seasons. It hasn't always been the easiest of fixtures, but yeah. yeah. Okay. The positive was but in Kuku. They, they did... do have in Kuku back. That's, mm. Sorry, I was about to say the same thing. Yeah, And I think he did, he did score, I think, against Wolves in the Chris, the Christmas Day game, or Christmas Eve over there, but Christmas Day over here. Um, I think he came off the bench and got a goal, a consolation goal in that game. So, um, I mean, even in his brief cameo this morning, he, he looks like he's so much better than every other player in a Chelsea shirt. Yeah, I mean... Cole Palmer. Cole Palmer. Um, yeah, probably take that. the other one that mm. you know, holds his holds his head up every week. Yeah. Do you think um Nkunku is good to start? Like, I don't know. I think they're gonna be very I don't know, considering he only just came on for a late cameo. Yeah, mm. I, I wouldn't be confident of him starting. Yeah. Okay. Just because if they've tried to bring him back and it's already like that didn't quite work. Yeah. Had this setback, and yeah, and I suppose only their kind of physios and sports scientists know whether those two injuries could be considered as being related or not. But if mm. they are kind of related in any way, then they probably are going to be extra careful bringing him back. But yeah. they also just need him, so the temptation mm. is there from Pochettino just to put his best 11 out because he just needs three points. Yeah, that's right. Although, let me just check, I'm going to do something really bad. Um, so um, trying to remember Nicholas Jackson because he has been at AFCON, um, but I can't remember which side he plays for in Senegal. Senegal. It- so and Senegal just got knocked out, yeah, to Egypt. So I 
don't know if he'll be back in time for this game, but there's a there's a fan chance he, he probably will. Senegal got knocked out to Egypt. Yeah, that's right. Didn't they? Didn't Egypt oh, get knocked Ivory out? Ivory Coast. Was it Ivory yeah. Coast? Must have been. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Ivory Coast. Sorry, apologies to, <laughs> to the fans out there. Either um, way, either way, the point is that he He will be, be on his way back. Yeah, so no no need in theory to play Cole Palmer at striker again. Yeah, Cole Palmer at, in number nine is is horrible. Um every time he yeah. plays there, it's really bad. So um, I was pretty disappointed when I saw the lineup this morning and saw Cole Palmer listed as the number nine. I knew straight away it was going to be a hard game because he's the type of player that makes things happen. And when you're playing a number nine, you're waiting for everyone else to make things happen to for make you. Things happen. And yeah. yeah, they just yeah, Chelsea just got found out too many times today that they just cannot create for shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, that I mean, it's Pedro Neto. That, that's that's probably a good game for him too. Um, but yeah, I'm not confident. Yeah, okay. I was more confident in Chelsea until you just told me all of those Shout things. on your parade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But anyway, uh, hopefully That's Cole Palmer does can too. do something for us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is just the pessimism of a Chelsea fan. Oh, and now next up, it's Man United v West Ham, the FPL amateurs of Oz Derby. So Q's Man United against Debo's West Ham. So it should make for great banter on the episode next week. But um, yeah, a bit hard to make out of this game because they haven't played yet. Yeah. Neither of them have played. We know um, Kudus will be back. So that's, that's a big plus for West Ham and Man United. Will Rashford still be partying in Belfast? We don't know. So <laughs> I think, I think Rashford will be back with his tail between his legs for that game. With a, um, a bottle of um, Lucasade or Maximus and a half yeah, egg kebab. A, straight a from Barocca, the club. perhaps. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, Man United like probably struggle with yeah, like they're going to struggle with their defense, especially like containing Kudus and and Bowen. So, mm. um, not not expecting a clean sheet from them. But um, at home, yeah, they might they might be able to they might be able to get it done. So, not too many people own Manchester United assets. It's a few people that own Bruno. Um, but yeah, it's it's amazing that they're not really very fantasy relevant this year. Yeah, yeah, it's really bizarre. But um, the big fixture of the week will be Arsenal-Liverpool, so a bit of a, you know, big title matchup there. And we saw Klopp last week. We haven't really touched on this, but Klopp announced that he is leaving at the end of the season, which I don't know about you, but that just caught me by surprise. That that shook me to my core. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I, I don't. I, I didn't. I can't believe I reacted like I did, but I was just absolutely shocked. Yeah, um, I think everyone was quite sad. Yeah, I, I love I love Klopp. He's he's a he's a character. Um, you know whether you love or hate Liverpool, it's hard to not like Klopp. I know. I mean, actually, I think there are plenty of people out there that don't like Klopp, but I I, I find him quite a likable guy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the Premier League's not going to be the same without him. Yeah, it'll be be different without him. But yeah, really interesting. I suppose he's leaving leaving Liverpool in a good place, sort of doing yeah. the rebuild already and handing the keys over to whoever may take over in a, a pretty good position. Yeah. Um, but in terms of that game, um, yeah, it's re- really kind of interesting. Like Arsenal at home, you know, they're going to they're gonna play for a lot of control, whereas Liverpool are just sort of all out attack. So it's just a bit of a battle of contrasting styles to see who comes out on top. Mm. Um, massive game for the title race too. 
Yeah, and I hope they reinforce the goalpost there at the Emirates Stadium because Darwin yeah, is coming. A few, a few extra extra tent pegs on the um on the bottom. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> definitely required. Oh, but yeah, very fantasy relevant game there. But if you were a Trent Alexander owner, um, would you? How would you be feeling going into this game, especially after um, Connor Bradley put in the performance he did this morning? Yeah, I, I still just think that you don't throw someone like Connor Bradley with his level of inexperience inex- or, or lack thereof into a game like this, a way to Arsenal, you know, massive title game. Like, I, I wouldn't have any concerns as a Trent owner that he wasn't going to start this one. Yeah. Um, you know, he's you know, he's he's coming back from injury, so it's kind of understandable he's got a couple of bench performances up his sleeve, but he'll definitely start this one, I'd say. And um oh you're not obviously you're probably not going to expect a clean sheet, um, but Trent could do anything attacking wise in a big fixture like that. So I, if I was a Trent owner, I would start him. Didn't he score against Arsenal? Or maybe I was thinking of the FA Cup and they knocked him out a few rounds ago. Yeah. I don't know. He just seems to be a he's a big game player. He yeah. seems to True. Get those attacking returns in big games, but um, yeah, I I wouldn't be afraid to start him if I owned him, but mm-hmm. you know I don't, so it's not a dilemma I've got to really worry about. Mm, and then we finish up with Brentford against Man City. So how will Man City hold off the powerhouse? That is Neil Morpo. <laughs> I don't think you can. I don't think you can. He's, a, he's a, Neil Morpé is obviously the form striker in the world the last couple of years, and you know, uh, and he's also quite a good darts player apparently. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm in all in all seriousness though. Like this is a very um, interesting discussion about what we think is going to happen with Haaland in this game. Like, do yeah. you, like it's the last game of the game week, so he does have that extra recovery time. Um, True. Do you think he needs another game off the bench before he starts, or do you think he's going to go straight back in and start this one? So he, what they did, what they did with KDB is they benched him twice, and then he started the third game back. But obviously, different player, different injury. Um, and there was a lot runner. of time between those fixtures too for KDB in those yeah, two yeah. Um, off the bench appearances in the league, and then the cup. So um, this is a little bit different, and. We've seen Harlan, what he basically been out for two months with what was confirmed as an actual stress fracture. So, correct. How, how, how many minutes did he get today? Like about 31 20. minutes? 20. No, it was only, it was, yeah, 21 minutes or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't, I can't see him starting against Brentford. Yeah. Um, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Just because just of the turnaround. Um, well, I mean, the, my gut feeling was that he might start just because it is quite a long turnaround. Like he's played this morning, yeah, you know, which is what Thursday Australian time, and then this fix is not till Tuesday. Yeah, so it's a five day. It's a five day break. It's a decent break, um, and he doesn't do anywhere near as much running as someone like KDB does in you know the role that he plays. True. Um, Going from 20 minutes said, though, 20 to what you'd expect about what 60 odd minutes because he's not going to play yeah. 90. No, so, it'd be 20. It would be if they were to start him, they'd be stretching him out to 60. So if they don't feel like they can do that, then it might be a game where maybe he comes on at half time and they stretch him to 45 and then he yeah. starts the one after that. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but they, yeah, I mean, if they feel like he is, um, able to start they probably want to start him given 
you know, where they are in the league. The, you know, they, they can't afford any slip-ups, can they? No, not not really. But, yeah, we'll have to. I, per, I, I mean, it's You a, think he's starting? I don't think he's starting. One I, of us will be right. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I'm waiting on, um, as we as we discussed earlier, you know, I'm, I'm expecting some sort of leak in my uh, inbox, you know, before the deadline. But, will um, Kai Walker start? <laughs> probably. Um, I guess we'll find out. But honestly, like, I'm kind of 55, 45 on it. So, you know, it's not like I'm not confident that he starts. I was just, I was sort of mulling over it today and I just sort of weighing it all up. I thought, yeah, you know, probably more likely than not that he does. But really, who knows? And it's, yeah, it's an important decision that we've got to make because we, we're probably not going to get any kind of early info. It is the last game of the game week. So we're not yeah. going to get leaks. So we're going to have to make a decision, you know, is it time to bring in Harland, um, you know, for a fixture where there's a risk that, you know, he's not going to start. Um, you know, I, I've got enough money in the bank that I can afford to go straight from Alvarez to Harland, but is it premature to do that? I've, I've got some thinking to do. I, I don't know what your thoughts are. What, what's your position with... Um, with Harland. Your ability to, yeah, with your ability to get Harland into your team, how easy it is to do. So I've got the funds. So getting yep. them in is no issue at all. My yep. issue is who I would transfer him out for this game week. So yep. the biggest issue, so my front line for game week uh, 23 is Solanke, who's at home to Forest, Watkins, who's away to Sheffield United, and Darwin, who's against Arsenal, who will probably do yeah. nothing. My issue is... I want to keep Darwin for the potential game double game with 25. Um, yeah. And I'd prefer to keep Watkins because he has a fixture in game week 26. So yeah. if I was and going to get Harlan. potential fixture in 29 as well, doesn't he? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, like I think we find that out with the replays of the FA Cup, but he's a potential fixture in 29 as well. Potentially, um, yeah. And then just good and just generally good fixtures between now and then anyway. Yeah, so it would... I would be bringing Harland for Solanke. Now, I know Solanke is yeah. going to play all game against Forrest yeah. at home in what's a great fixture. So, yeah, so in your in your position, it's almost like unless you wouldn't do it unless you were one almost almost 100% confident that Harland starts. If um, I was captaining him, I would do it. But I'm not confident yeah. in the minutes. Therefore, I'm not confident in the captaincy. In captaining him. Yeah. So I don't see the advantage of making that transfer this week other than potentially getting priced out, which I can't. I can't get priced out of it. I've just got yeah. way too much sitting around. But it's something I need to work out, especially yeah. once Sulla becomes available again down the track. But that's a that's a, a whole future problem. Question. But, but yeah. yeah, I mean, my my team is very different because um, you know my route to Haaland is probably is Alvarez, and mm. even though Alvarez has just scored a brace, like his value as an FPL asset is completely inversely correlated to the availability of Haaland. Yeah, because if Haaland's available, then Alvarez is either going to not start or he's going to start in midfield where he's not anywhere near as explosive. Yeah, uh, especially with KDB there, who can take set pieces and stuff. So that's another tool that's out of the Alvarez bag if Harlan starts. However, if Harlan doesn't start, Alvarez is a sensational asset. So I yeah. need to make that kind of assessment for my team before the game week and um, whether to whether to just roll the dice and get Harlan in. You know, I still that I think Alvarez plays more minutes than Harlan in game week twenty three. Maybe because maybe. KDB can't play ninety minutes yet. And he's yeah, probably so, going to start. 
I mean, what, yeah, exactly. What I expected to happen this week is what actually did happen is that Alvarez started at striker and then when KDB couldn't go on anymore, he KDB went off, Harlan came on, Alvarez moved into the midfield. Yeah. We could be looking at a similar situation next week, but we, he'll, we, we're going to see fewer and fewer minutes for Alvarez at striker and more and more minutes for him at, in, you know, in midfield where he's not as much of a, a an asset. Um, so I've just got to weigh up you know, how many minutes I think is enough. How many minutes is Harlan going to get? And is that enough to justify the transfer? I guess worst case scenario, I'm just getting, if I get Harlan in and he only plays 45 minutes, um, then worst case scenario, I'm just sort of getting him in a week early. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's, it's not like it's a long-term mistake. If I do get him in a week early, it's just yeah. sort of a, um, so yeah, that's one way to look at it. Cause there, there's also an opportunity to have him when um, he's going to be sort of, quite relatively low owned for um for Harlan. So mm. yeah. It's I've got a long time to think about it. Um well a couple of days at least. <laughs> yeah, we got we got some got some time. But um yeah so that's that's the fixture we got. Don't forget 10 PM FPL deadline on Saturday night. Now it's time for Goodwill Punting where we look at a differential for the game weekend. Cast your minds back to a long time ago. I can't remember what game week it was. Maybe it was game week 21, but our last picks for Goodwill Punting was I had Pascal Gross for Game Week 21, who got me three points. Andrew had Eddie and Kedia, who came off the bench and got an assist. So he got four points. So, Andrew, well done. Who have you selected for Game Week 23? Um, yeah, I'm going to count that as a victory, um, yeah. a minor victory. Chalk it uh, down. I, I've got Nkunku Ooh. this week. And after speaking to you um, about the Chelsea <laughs> game, maybe I'm a bit less confident in that thing. Um, yeah, maybe he's not going to start, but you know, um, but yeah, he's 7.4 million, 1.6% owned. He's coming back. He's come back from injuries already amongst the goals. Um, and yeah, home against wolves. You'd think they're going to score, um, at least one or two goals. Um, so yeah, I just think he's a, he's a good differential. Um, so he's my pick for this week. I like it. I'm going with Lyle Foster from Burnley. So I said it was a non FPL relevant game, but, um, in the purpose of goodwill punting, 4.7 million and only 0.5% owned. And maybe there's managers out there looking to sort of, you know, tweak their side, trying to get, you know, maximize all the all the big budget players that we've got coming back into, into the fold. So Lyle Foster could come into those equations there. So the Burnley Talisman, it's a must-week game against Fulham at home. So that is my choice. I can't wait for him to blank. Um, anyway, a type of O captain, my captain, your top three picks for captaincy. This is so hard. This um, is a hard so, week. And again, I think I can't wait to get it wrong. <laughs> yeah, correct. Our captain picks are kind of reflective of the conversation we've just had. You know, like I've yeah. got Harland as my number one captain pick, um, just based on the fact that, you know, I feel like there's a decent chance he starts. And if he does, then he's always the best captain pick. Mm-hmm. Um, can score a hat trick in in sixty minutes, no problem. Um, I've got KDB second, just because I, I like that Brentford fixture. That Brentford just they seem to leak so many goals. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've got Palmer home to Wolves as my third choice, but there's definitely a couple of others you could consider. Um, you know, you could consider Solanke, as I said. Yeah, well, there's there's quite a few options, but those are the three that I've come up with. I like it. Um, I've gone with KDB as my top captaincy pick and probably who's going to get the armband for me this game week. Um, Vice captaincy will probably be on big game, a big game Dom Solanke at home against Forrest. And third, I've picked out Richarlison 
away to Everton. So Goodison Park, a ground that holds a lot of good memories for him. So yeah, we we've got we've got the different different three. Yeah, it's good. I mean, the last few weeks have been there's been so much variation in there's been so much variation in captain choices, and it just makes it more exciting. Yeah, we still get it wrong. It probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got it wrong last week, and you know I got it right this week. We were robbed week. of if a sucker you... captaincy in you know because they awarded the Gabriel goal after. Yeah, yeah, Justice. that's right, that's right. I got um, we I got march. um, I got solely marched with that one. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we move, <laughs> we we sulk and we move. So, um, yeah, the game week's still going. So currently, top of the league is friend of the show Stu Pankin. Leading the ways, um, coming in second is Mahesh Sharma, and third Ashley Huben, um, there with his side Kane in Diaz. So yeah, top three at the moment, and leading manager of the game week so far is Matthew Lloyd with his side Sir Bobby Robson. So big Newcastle fan there, Matty. Yeah, uh, seventy eight points, which is huge. So captain like yourself, captain um, Julian Alvarez, the birthday boy, and. Also had Watkins and Ivan Tony in the side. Richarlison, Trippier, De Bruyne, Saka. So the only players oh. that blanked for for Matthew so far is Saliba, Pedro Porro, and Alexander Arnold, and he still has Ariola to go. So tremendous game week. What a week. Amazing. Great. Huge week. So well done, Matthew. Before we finish up, remember to like and subscribe to the show. And you can always follow us on Twitter and Instagram at FPL Signet and give Andrew a follow too at FPL underscore point break. Cause if you're one of his Twitter followers, he will give you those leaks that everyone is oh, yeah. hotly looking after. <laughs> I'll make sure that I spread all of my information before I even change my own team. <laughs> That's, that is my solemn promise. That is, that is ironclad people. So <laughs> we're going to hold it, hold into that. Um, yeah. Uh, thanks again for, for joining us. Hopefully we'll be back uh, early next week, maybe. We'll see. We'll yeah. work out the calendars. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get my people to talk to your people. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll work something out. But uh, yeah, remember, if you, it, it's great to see all the, the Twitter interaction for the show. So keep that up. It's um, It, it really makes uh, my day and Andrew's day too. But anything you want to add before we wrap this up? Uh, no, I think, um, I think yeah, that pretty much covers everything. It's uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how Jared Bowen and Ariola do, does for me tomorrow and then straight back into the next game week. So I'm excited. I'm excited that after all of these really protracted game weeks that we're finally getting to some um, solid um, Premier League action back-to-back. Mm, let the red arrows flow. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> well, for me, they will be, but... Um, anyway, thanks for joining us. I let your defensive sheets be clean and your arrows green. See you, managers. Bye.